0: Well, we're live here at the uh, season debut opening week Mm -hmm. of the not so real estate, real estate podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Ha ha. Well, my name is uh, Blake Sean and I'm here with a couple of the main peeps of the not so real estate podcast. Who do we got sitting at the table today?
1: Uh, this is Reese Sapien hmm. and? And Luis Caballero, also known as Luis.
0: Ooh. Yeah. The main emphasis is Caballero. Caballero. <laughs> Caballero. Caba. Caballero.
1: What does that mean in Spanish?
2: Uh, I think it means gentleman.
1: Okay.
0: I thought it meant racing horse. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that, though. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, right on. Well, now that we got the intros out of the way, what should the viewer expect to get out of this podcast by choosing to listen to it or watch it or whatever they want to do with it?
1: It's a good question. That's a great question, you?
2: yeah. I think um, one of the main purposes for this podcast is to uh, just make it personal, uh, hmm. to show that, We're learning as we go. I think the term is flying the plane as we're learning how to fly.
0: Um, I think it's building the plane. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Building while it's in the air, baby.
2: I'm new to this. Oh, yeah. Building the plane while it's in the air. But
0: learning how to fly while you're in the air also works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
0: Maybe learning to build the plane while you're flying it in the air. I don't know. Yeah. Caballero. And so the purpose of this podcast. Um, or these videos, all the spliced info and segments you're going to see, uh, normal dudes figuring out life. Um, we have, uh, a lot to figure out and we've been blessed enough to, I think, figure out or learn a lot Mm -hmm. in real estate, but also in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I tell people real estate is just an entrepreneurial vessel. So, um, I don't know normal dudes who use real estate as a vessel for massive impact and change in their neighborhoods and in their communities is what I think the Sean team is. And I think uh, in this podcast, we'll be talking about, um, yes, real estate, because I think anyone and everyone under the sun, regardless of what you do, has real estate has a spot for you, Um, owning, investing, um, but then we'll also be talking about other stuff, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, the highs and lows, the wins and the losses, and uh, I think entertainment, right? Yeah. There's some entertainment value yeah, here. Yeah. A little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: one, uh, one thing, Blake, that you said to me uh, in an email, we're uh, currently working on our sales processes, right, on mm-hmm. retail and both retail and uh, investing side. Um, and uh, when I sent you one thing you responded to me that I think outlines us and who we are. And I think what this podcast is going to be about a lot, um, is as we're, uh, refining ourselves, our thing, our businesses, um, good. And sharing that. Uh, I think you said, uh, refinement is fun is what you put, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. maybe talk a bit about what refining it means to you or Lewis as well.
0: What- I think all of us and that refinement when it's done properly is never truly done. Because our next level of refinement brings new experiences Mm -hmm. and other things that then need to be added, incorporated, edited, whatever you want to call it, um, and then refined even more. So I think committing to a refinement process in general, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter your age, no matter your profession, your industry, just committing to I don't know everything. Um, I'm passionately curious about X, Y, and Z. And I don't need to know all the answers to start asking all the right questions. So I think I want this to be a lot of asking questions and then us just chopping it up. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have the answers to some and others. We won't. Mm-hmm. But That's maybe okay. in episode two, three, and four, we can go back and be like, oh yeah, I remember on episode one, we were talking about uh, refinement. Mm-hmm. And we talked about like maybe we need to continue to do that as we have new experiences and when it you know it a new experience happened and here's what it is how it challenged us. Yeah. So uh Caballero, how do you feel about that?
2: I think no, I think that's spot on. Um I think that's what makes us a really cool group is the fact that we can yeah, we can be serious when we need to be, but at the end of the day like resetting you know, over and like you mentioned we're just refining as we go and yeah. We embrace the mistakes and the things that we do wrong because we get to learn from them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to to do this podcast with you guys, and and um, yeah, I think that's what it makes us a cool group is we really don't have it all figured out, but yeah. we're not shy and scared of to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're a pretty young group. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm the oldest one the here, elder, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> the elder. Yeah, the elder. Yeah, right on. Well, uh, and I am. Thirty-one. I could say that for a few more weeks. Yeah. Um, Reese, you are
1: ten years younger than you. Yeah. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah.
0: Caballero. Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Guys are so Dang. wise. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, lots of refinement. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Reese, I know you had some other questions. What we talked a little bit about podcast now what people should expect um are we going to be open to people coming in and chopping it up with us absolutely
1: i think so i mean as we kind of figure this out because we're new to it right um but uh as we grow and having some people on here maybe um i don't know People with bigger businesses than us or not necessarily bigger pockets, bigger pockets. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't have to necessarily be business. It could be whoever. Um, Agreed. Just whoever, I guess, is refining. Is that going to be a theme? I like that. Yeah. 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 Um, One thing I did want to talk about, though, is Blake, who are you? Oh, frick. Who are you, Blake? In case someone is listening that doesn't know who you are or anything about you.
0: Yeah. Um in the middle of figuring that out still, but uh, for the show's sake and everyone listening, um, Blake Sean, team leader of the Sean team. Uh, we have, well, I've been doing real estate for 10 years, started in property management and um, then went retail sales and now team leader of an awesome team with, um, I think we have 34 agents. And, uh, yeah, we're filming this in a building called the downtown dream 2.0. Uh, it's the corner of Kern and K, right here in downtown Tulare. Been part of a little bit of a downtown revival since 2020. When, um, I moved back at the end of 2019 after living a couple of years over in Paso Robles, um, team leader for a different brokerage and company over there at the central coast. Um, so yeah, I think entrepreneur is one title. Uh, my favorite title is husband and dad. I have, uh, my beautiful wife, Mia. We've been married to be five years on the, let's see, what's the date today? Today's the seventh, the seventh. So the 10th of, uh, April. April. Nice. Yes. Yeah, just a few more Very days. Cool. And it'll be five years. So that's exciting. And I have a two year old named Asher James and a three year old named Micah Joy. And uh, we'll also be talking about in our podcast with entrepreneurship uh, what it looks like to have healthy relationships. Yeah. Balance. Balance. Um, which balance is kind of overrated. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> um, I think there's an ebb and a flow. I think obsession is a good thing. So I will, um, I think every entrepreneur, if you don't have borderline obsession, this might be a hot take for some, but if you're not borderline obsessed with what you're doing, um, it's going to be very difficult for you mm-hmm. to pursue your craft at a level that's going to make you great. And I don't, and I say that because everyone that I've seen that I admire um even if it's not in every element, if I just focus on them being the leader in their craft or their industry, uh, it took a certain amount of unrealistic obsession mm-hmm. to dive deep into it, to figure out the intricacies, the, um, and I say obsession in the sense that like, it doesn't matter if you win or you lose. in it, it doesn't matter if, um, in this world, if you get the sale or you don't like, you're in love with the process. You're in love with the practice of it. And I think when you fall in love with the process of anything, um, the outcome is like the smaller portion. Mm-hmm. And part of that I've naturally had and other parts I have to train. I think some people are like, Oh, you're so natural. No, I just keep, throwing blows every single day. <laughs> Eventually one of them's gonna land. And then whenever you land one or two, then you're gonna get blows thrown back at you. Yeah. Um and so my story over the last 10 years has not been just this straight line, like going off into the sunset uh or the um the graph just showing like increase year over year. No, I've been up, I've been down, I've won years and I've lost years. I'm coming off of a year that I've lost more than I've ever lost. If we just looked at it by the books and, um, I felt like I got, I've said it a lot, but I felt like I got punched in the mouth and the gut at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think entrepreneurship and just, uh, I don't know, life in general is going to do this to you, but, um, how you respond to that. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, maybe we can talk about that. I was actually, I was reading something about the difference between being all in and all consumed. Mm. And so it kind of relates to what you're saying, because if someone who's all in is, I mean, like it says they're all in, they're dedicated, they're working hard every day. um, But all consumed is like the unhealthy part of that. All consumed would be working until. 10 o'clock at night and getting getting up and going in at 8am all consumed would be not paying attention to any of your family or your relatives and just throwing everything into that but all in Mm -hmm. would be something someone who is um dedicated but they know how to yeah not get consumed and taken over i guess what are your thoughts on that
0: right i think uh for one that's super interesting never heard of that all in all consumed i think and i'll speak for my personally um I can still ebb and flow mm. out of all in versus all consumed and uh I looking at the past 10 years I could look back and say yeah um in certain time frames or years mm. all consumed unhealthy obsession mm-hmm. in the sense that um work or success or um promotion, accolades, whatever word you want to put there was the most important thing. And, uh, I think it's only through having a wife that cares to spend time with me, having, um, kids that I want to be present for, um, has changed that. And so I go in and I, uh, I mean, I've kind of been the theme lately. What I've been saying is I will still outwork everyone with boundaries Mm -hmm. and, uh, the highest gift that I can give myself and anyone and everyone in my circle is presence. And so I can be all in and still offer people my presence in the midst of a day whether that's at work or at home or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain weeks are harder, but that's that's my highest level of commitment right now is mm-hmm. presence. Um, so, yeah, I'm walking that out mm-hmm. right now as we speak. Cool.
1: Okay. All right. And now, Lewis, who
2: are you? Yeah. Well, first, uh, Blake, thanks for sharing that.
0: Um, yeah. Well, uh, what?
2: <laughs> um cool, my name's Lewis. Again, also known as Elise The reason I say that is because some people call me Luis and other people call me Lewis. Mm-hmm. Last name Caballero.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, What's
2: your middle name? Uh it's actually Martial. Oh okay. Also known as Marshall.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All over the place lots yeah. of, <laughs> lots of names that could be. I guess yeah. just,
2: uh, still figuring out who I am, really. Yeah. yeah. Um I get that. <laughs> well, I started real estate, became licensed in two thousand nineteen. Um and it's been a huge learning process for me. Uh, 2019, 2020, market was really hot. So got to benefit from that. So I got to see, the, I guess, the easier side of real estate at that time. Um, I was uh, with two brokerages. And then or in 2022, I believe, uh, is when I made the switch to the Sean team, which uh super grateful for and for you too, dude. Um, I've learned so much, um, here than I have in the past years. Um, when I made the move, um, there's a lot of things that I was learning about myself. Well, actually, before I go into that, um, I am engaged. I have a fiance named Vanessa, who's a TC here at the Shanty.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
2: uh, we have two kids, uh, Audrina, she's 11 years old and our little boy Luca, who is a year and a half and is has been a little crazy lately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, again, small family. We're, uh, born and raised in the central Valley. Um, so yeah. And then what I was getting into was when I made the switch to the Sean team, um, I learned so much about myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I learned that before I could learn anything really about real estate, I needed to learn a lot about myself. And and the truth is I'm still learning about myself. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was doing that, not not knowing that I that I was doing that. And That was through your help and through your help, priest. Everyone on the team, everyone on the team here is great. If you're not getting the point, <laughs> um, so yeah, man. I I've like I said, I'd licensed in 2019. I think last year was pretty rough. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the same, but it felt kind of similar things, just yeah. like you. Um, but we're still here, still fighting, and it was just a testament that if we can. Go through that and still be content and happy. There's nothing that can stop us. That's sure. right. So, that's yeah, that's so well, true.
0: That's good, yeah.
1: dude. So, who are you, Reese? Oh um, yeah. Um, my. Oh, you forgot to mention that you're head of acquisitions.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, head of acquisitions. Uh, so I'm helping with the investment side of the Sean team, which is freaking great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we are creating some SOPs. So, and I know we'll get more into that, but. Even that just refining that what are um, SOPs standard operation procedures
0: man that sounds exciting am I right Woo! viewers at home <laughs> 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 but yeah i
2: just been dialing that
0: in currently we have
2: two projects we're currently working on one in escrow two in escrow um, and one that we might get in escrow next week
1: right
0: no yeah. two weeks from now
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: think we have six six Total. But uh, yeah, I don't know where they're out all, all in the process.
1: Yeah. Various stages.
0: Uh what locations we got? So we got uh two in Paso.
2: We have one in Fresno that's should be listed by today, if not tomorrow. Uh one that's a potential uh flip in Fresno, so the, the one that's two weeks out. Uh there's one in Escrow in Visalia, which is Sally. Mm-hmm. And then we have another one, the triplex myrtle. Triplex Myrtle um that's six six and then the other potential ones that we haven't really discussed we mm-hmm. talked about like portaville
0: oh yeah so yeah
2: it's been a fun ride all over the place yeah.
0: dang yeah well that makes me feel better actually saying it out loud why everything feels so chaotic <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. now yikes yeah cool yeah well reese
1: oh yeah who am i uh my name is reese michael sapien
0: so what's we're yeah. going middle names? Is yeah, that sure. why you asked I'm, that and now you said it.
1: Well I well I just asked him because I like his middle name. Uh ah. so I just it's oh, it's, it's yeah, I like how he cool. pronounces it. That's that's what I like, yeah. It's fun. And it's like the same as how you pronounce Caballero. Anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm twenty one years old. I uh, got into working at the Sean team actually like two years ago. It's been two years since I came. Yeah. I joined it when I was 18, like two weeks away from turning 19, mm-hmm. um, got my license six months later, um, and then has been working uh, as an agent, and then just joined, uh, started doing operations, chief of operations, as of a couple months ago.
0: Dang, uh, dude, that sounds really uh, yeah, important. It
1: it's, uh, it's in my Instagram bio. <laughs> how old so are you? Again? <laughs> oh, dang. <dude. laughs> Reese, how old are you again? Uh, 21. Wow, 21, dude. operations Yeah. It's it's a coup, you know, um. Cool. but yeah, I have a beautiful girlfriend. Her name is Alexis, and she lives in L.A., Azusa Pacific University. She goes to school, um. and then I have my, I live with my brother still. I live at home. It's flex, you know, rent-free. It's wonderful. Oh, um, frick, lucky. Yeah, I live with my brother and intern, Carson. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, that's who I am.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Reese has uh changed a lot in the last couple of years. Both uh appearance wise. <laughs> we have some older pictures of Reese when he first got started and he refers to himself as a little bit uh I believe the term would be Reese's puffs. Oh, Reese's puffs. Yeah. A little bit puffier, yeah, I guess. I, don't know. I think it was just, just some baby it fat. It was COVID, bro. Yeah. That's what it was. Well, yeah. Either way, yeah, um, whatever. We all got some good photos. Maybe. True. We do. Yeah, we'll have to incorporate those over yeah, time. Yeah.
1: Hopefully not, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Anyway. Um, cool. But can we go back to what I was talking, what we were talking about earlier? Because I wanted to ask Luis yeah. something. Is yeah. that okay? Can we do that? Is that good? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, back on the topic of all in versus all consumed, Lewis. I really respect you for this because, like like Blake was talking about, is outworking everyone with boundaries. Um, And so, like, I really respect how you're able to, whenever, like, something comes up, if Vanessa or Luca needs something, you're still able to go do that. But then when you're here, like, you make all of your hours count. Was that, like, has that been a learning process for you of being able to balance family and work, or were you always good at it? No. uh,
2: Definitely really bad at it when I first started. Um, So when I first got licensed, I feel like I was programmed to just I I need to be here a, a certain amount of hours to make this much money, nothing else matters, Um, and that was that's
0: part of the training that we got though when yeah. we first got into the business.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Did you guys start at the same place, right?
0: Yeah,
2: technically.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was some place with. Yeah, who cares where it was? It was red.
1: Yeah, we don't want to know where it was. It's just so anyway. <laughs> continue. Forbidden, <laughs> forbidden place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it's something that I've had to learn a lot. Um, and I mean, if you were to ask Vanessa, yeah, it was, it was rough just because I just thought I had to be here a certain amount of hours. And then again, like I keep referring back to, it wasn't until I joined the Sean team, I realized that <clears throat> obsession is a healthy thing uh, when you, when you do it the right way mm-hmm. um, and not separating both. Like yeah. what I mean by that is like, this is my life. This is my lifestyle so yep. it was back then what I thought about is work is work and I have to be there a certain amount of time I have to do this many tasks and then I'd come home and I'd be exhausted whereas now that I see it more like a, as a lifestyle and again it, a lot of it had to do with self-discovery Yep. Um, everything matters mm-hmm. I can uh, I think you've mentioned this Blake I think we can knock out eight hours of work in four hours if we really just commit to it and, and are passionate and obsessed about it in a healthy way Yep. So, yeah, man, it's been a huge learning curve. I'm still currently going through it, just not, it looks differently, yep. like how it did in 2019. Right. But, yeah, working on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Lewis, I think you made mention about the self-discovery process, and did you say anything about, like, I think you said lifestyle? And I think... Lifestyle in a way can be translated to purpose. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is everyone's like, oh, well, um, you know, I don't know what my purpose is. And on a grand scale of life, um, we won't get into that right now, but (laughs) through self-discovery, you find purpose. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one been one of the biggest things as I continue to uncover myself, and not even uncover myself, but expose it to myself. I think a lot of us have an ideal self of who we think we need to be, who we think we need to be at work, who we think we need to be at home, who we think we need to be to be successful, Mm -hmm. um, and all of these things. And a lot of them are just preconditioned um, guidelines that at some point our brain, our humanity accepted as true. And so in the self-discovery process for me personally, I challenge everything now. When I say, oh, well, you know, I, uh, I love whatever. It's like, do you really love that though?
1: Mm.
0: Or do you think that you need to love that in order to be liked by those people? And so in real estate, even it's like, oh, well, I remember when I walked around at that other company that we won't talk about, (laughs) Everything is freaking numbers. Oh yeah. I sold X number of houses last year or made this amount of money. And it's like, how shallow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember even in my talk, I mean, up until a couple of years ago, every year was like, Oh, I sold this many houses last year. And I know we'll talk about numbers in here in a little bit. Um, but man, in real estate, especially, and I'm sure it's like this in almost every sales industry. Our identity becomes wrapped up in our performance.
2: Yeah.
0: So much so that we, if we're not founded in who we are, um, and the purpose of what we do outside of a number, or outside of a, an accolade mm-hmm. or a whatever, um, I'm not surprised that real estate I think's in the top five, might even be the top two or three, for um, industries with the most depression among its people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because we all feel like we have to carry around some facade of being the best or being happy or being rich or being successful or whatever. And to an extent, for one, the industry does teach you that Absolutely. Yeah. it also teaches you knowing how to mirror and match will make you a better salesman mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. But when you mirror and match too long, you actually don't know who your true self is anymore. At some point you will be like, but what do I actually like doing? And so I've had to fall in love with real estate all over again. Um, but not in the previous way that I thought I needed to. Mm -hmm. So, um, if my, a good example of this is if my goal was to sell 100 houses in a year, and that was my top goal and my only goal, and I sold 97 houses, which I've never done, by the way. I don't I know some friends that do and have and good on you. That's freaking awesome. Um, but my success then becomes about the three I didn't hit instead of the 97 that I helped achieve something that I think is freaking awesome, and that's owning a home. And in the midst of that 97, I might have missed out because of my lack of presence of just wanting to get onto the next sale, that special moment when you handed them a keys to their house or you helped them sell their house or help them get moved or whatever it is. And so there's all these little parts of real estate that become more lifestyle based. Yeah. And when you treat it like that, that's why I love when you called it lifestyle, it doesn't mean that it goes into every facet. It just means you're just living in your purpose. Yeah. And um, mine just happens to be in, The industry and lifestyle of doing real estate. Yeah. So, yeah. Self-discovery and purpose. I want to talk about a lot on this.
1: And do you think there's differences to like self-discovering yourself uh, by yourself and self-discovering with the help of the Lord? Because obviously we know like Mm -hmm. from scripture, he talks about how he was the one that, back to refinement, he's the one that refines us, right? So, yep. what do you think there's a difference in that? Because if you're self discovering yourself on this path of, I have to sell 100 homes a year, or do you, do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like, do you think there's a difference there, or is it just like.
0: So, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're all given the ability, talent, skills, um, ambition, whatever you want to call it, to be whoever we choose to be mm-hmm. for the most part but there's some things that are just who we are. Um, However, the who we are doesn't get discovered fully until you start to understand who made you. So I fully believe that part of self-discovery is discovering God, Um, discovering who breathed first. It wasn't you, and it wasn't even your mama. Um, And so following that trail all the way back to God-breathing life And man, um, if you can't acknowledge that you are made by him and made in his image, it's going to be really hard for you to discover, um, purpose in who you are or who you've been made to be. And so I think, um, when I got, I thought I was pretty solid in the Lord, to be honest, when I got into real estate, I just won't go into the full testimony segment at this point, maybe later though. Mm -hmm. Um, but of some of the hard things that I went through, um, in the past and then going, being back, um, being back, going to church and doing all that stuff. Then I got into real estate and then it's like, you almost become proud. And it's like, oh yeah, like I just went through the hardest time in my life. Everything's cool now. Like I made it. And then God's like, nah, you didn't <laughs> actually, I'm going to, um, take you through even harder trials. It's just going to look different. And so I think the discovery of life never fully going away in the sense of like, Oh, I've made it here. I got out of this addiction or I made it out of this trial, this circumstance, this situation, there's always something else. Um, So if we leave the Lord out of the equation or if we leave God, we leave our maker out of the equation in self discovery. Mm-hmm. Um we're going to rely on things that other people or the world tells us which we know is a very very scary place to reside. Um and a very temporary place to reside.
1: And we can never be whole at that <laughs> Never. Point.
0: Yeah. Never be whole cuz it's shifting all the time. Mm even our identity would have to change at that point to whatever the society says is good or normal or whatever at that time. So yeah. you got to make sure that, yeah, self discovery is rooted in the Lord. I believe mm-hmm. that was the question, right? That was the question. Okay, yeah. cool. Just a piggyback question. off of that.
2: Um, <clears throat> I think like you're hundred percent right. And last year being one of the toughest years, um, like you said, when you get your when you well, I felt the same thing when I got my license. I was like, "Oh, dang, I made it! It's over." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's over. Um, but last year was probably one of the most difficult years for Vanessa and I, mm-hmm. and we those are blessings. I and mean, we at that time, we don't see them as blessings, right? Um, but I truly feel, and I'm still going through this. I truly feel that I wouldn't have discovered my purpose or identify who I really am if it wasn't for that struggle.
0: You wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I can see it now. I'm still discovering who I am. I'm still discovering my purpose, but at least I have the foundation of who yep. I am and what I want. Yep. What I want for my family, for the team, for everything, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I 100% agree with that.
0: Yeah. Pretty wild. What about you, Reese? Yeah. Well, I was just,
1: I had something I was going to say. Oh, we joke about it a lot, but really I don't understand how people in real estate get along without the Lord, yeah. <laughs> like without having, you know, like that's no like shame or anything. I just like, from my perspective, me having the Lord, it's hard enough, you know? Yep. So like having those and it's you kind of hit it on the head right there. I think with, um, what he says in James is, uh, without the trials, you can never be complete and whole. Like God lets us go through those trials so we can. And I just reading between the lines there, figure ourselves out and have help have God facilitate that to become whole. So I just don't, you know, we joke about it a lot, but I just, I don't understand, you know,
0: well, if I was to revert back to what I knew or saw in previous areas, it's a happy hour. (laughs) that's how (laughs) lots of happy hours at various times on every day yeah (laughs) um but (laughs) i mean yeah yeah substance abuse is pretty common mm -hmm. um me having to go through my own stuff with it like just uh it is a way to dissociate with some of the hard realities of looking at yourself, mm-hmm. sitting with yourself.
1: Um, it's uncomfortable.
0: It's super uncomfortable, man. Um, I've had, well, I think it was yesterday that John Fox, yeah. he was uh, telling us that prayer is just actually sitting still and being quiet enough to not be thinking about anything else.
1: Just have him on here,
0: yeah. I'm sure we Love will at really some cool. point. Um, and that was really wild because I had such a hard time being with myself for so long, mm-hmm. and that's why I think you know, in real estate, these are social people. And I joke about happy hour, but I know that a lot of people, including ourselves, even here, you know, just hurting, mm-hmm. and we do have a hard time sitting in with ourselves by ourselves, um, without something to numb or distract or help us dissociate from all of these questions that we're too scared to deal with. Um, so yeah, it's a rough business, man, but truth be told it's just a rough life It is in many areas, yeah. even outside of this. But yeah,
1: well, I guess we talked so much about the, uh, negative, not negatives, but just the hardships. But, uh, yeah. Blake, what is your favorite, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not like thing about real estate, but just like what's your, uh, why do you do it specifically like real estate related?
0: Yeah. Uh, So if I was to give you the answer that led me to real estate, I'm going to be extremely honest and transparent here um, and how the Lord's molded me. So for one, I'll disclose like God typically knows people's hearts truly Mm -hmm. he knows where they're at in the present but he also thank god can see who that person actually is on the other side of whatever Mm -hmm. and so i figured out that i was really good at selling things and i was like what is the most expensive legal thing i could sell (laughs) (laughs) So oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to be honest here, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of my other past stuff, but I'm going to be honest. That was it. Yeah. It was like, I could go to a car dealership and sell cars, but there's something more expensive than cars that I could sell. That's illegal. And that's houses. Yep. So, um, that was what got me started mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, that, and knowing that I didn't necessarily and see, here's the funny thing, and it's for all entrepreneurs. We say we sacrifice working 40 hours a week for choosing to work 80, um, but for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny uh, because we're never truly just working for ourselves mm-hmm. ever. We don't ever truly just make our schedules.
1: Yeah,
0: no. Not how it works, <laughs> no. but we convince ourselves, oh, it's, I want the freedom. I yeah. want the flexibility. <laughs> Funny. What a like, what an illusion. When
1: someone calls you and they want to see a house, yeah. you go show them that house. You gotta go do what you have <laughs> yeah, to do. You do what you gotta do.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. but so that was the beginning. But what it turned into was uh honestly being more of a therapist. <laughs> so you have to realize that um, and not being a therapist just for the sake of being a therapist, being in relationship with people when they're going through tough stuff um i love to help people period love to serve people um even in the midst of me wanting to sell things that are just expensive and legal um even when i didn't sell things that were legal or expensive (laughs) i still love help Helping people and what I thought was helping them <laughs> or serving them in a way that I thought oh was serving gosh. them. Yeah. But see, that's what's funny. The Lord was able to look through all that and be like, oh, but like I could see a, the core there. You're just yeah. confused. You're just lost. You're just whatever. So, um, serving people. People think that buying a house is not a traumatic experience or selling a house is a traumatic experience. The last list I saw, it was number seven. On the top 10 of most traumatic things is buying or selling a house, moving. Um, And then you understand, like, ah, yeah, it is. It was actually right below or right above, I can't remember, uh, dealing with death. Wow. That's interesting. It is, right? That's interesting. But then us as realtors were like, oh, man, this client. Nothing. This, you know, this client's a pain in my ass (laughs) 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 because... You know, they're calling and texting me all the time. Well, take a step back. Yeah. That person's dealing with trauma right now. Yeah. And so even if they don't want to be acting like that or talking like that, you're just the first line of defense. You're the closest thing to them. Yeah. And I know all of us, when we're going through it, whoever's closest to us is who's going to get the wrath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I understood that with people, for one, I gave grace. Mm -hmm. I was able to give grace. Because it's like, ah, I'm helping them through a tough time, even though they act like and they won't tell me that they're stressed out, they're gored and they have super anxiety over this whole thing and they're just nervous. So I got really good at just listening. Mm -hmm. I stopped caring about the right answers. I stopped caring about making sure I made everyone happy or uh, seem happy and just being able to ask the right questions and to listen that's what we all need so much more of we don't need right answers right yeah we don't so that's what it's become for me and then it's even more so evolved now is how do i help people in the real estate grow in this real estate industry the right way where they're able to figure out who they are, self-discover themselves, Mm -hmm. and then through their self-discovery, be able to help serve people better. Because if we don't have grace for ourselves, we can't give grace to others. Mm -hmm. And so self-discovery, you learn all about grace. Start to love yourself, get better at loving other people, get better at loving God, get to know who God is, you get to know what love is, true love. And so you start redefining words. We all have an idea of what love is. We all have an idea of what faith is, what hope is, you know, but a lot of times we don't truly understand the definition of it until we have to walk through it. Yeah. Truly hope sounds great until you have to apply it. Faith sounds really, really, really fuzzy until it's all you have. Mm -hmm. Like that's the truth. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you bring
1: that statistic up about like the seventh most traumatic thing I told,
0: uh, um,
1: one of my more recent clients went like a year ago when we first talked about it, I told her it's going to be the most emotional thing that she's ever gone through and she didn't believe me. And so we got it and she was like, Reese, this is, you were right. I didn't believe you that this was so emotional, you know, that this is going to be an emotional thing. We were like a week out from when she was buying her house and, she told me that this, it was like, yeah, I didn't believe you. <laughs> so. Yeah. And
0: give people permission to be, it's a letting them know it's okay to be stressed out. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so important. You yeah. set an expectation and then granting permission, like, Hey, I know you're stressed mm-hmm. and just sitting with them in that. Yeah. Like that's so big. Yeah.
1: Well, that's one thing I'm learning too, because I'm 21. I haven't bought in a house yet. I'm a realtor that doesn't own a house <laughs> Cause I still was young. living
0: out of my Nana and Papa's, one of their yeah. bedrooms yeah, and doing school online. Uh, yeah, it was different. I barely bought yeah. a car when I first got started.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I've never gone through that. So I'm learning. You tease me about it you do <laughs> how to, uh, um, not give grace give grace but also just be patient
0: i yeah. think like with yourself like with the process
1: yes that but also with clients like or or yeah. be being better at um like you say listening but also being better at responding emotionally not getting emotional and like worked up but yeah like responding in the right way that um, acknowledges what they're feeling yep. cuz i don't know how that feels yet one day yeah. i will but and uh, you know, you see that makes sense.
0: Totally. Yeah. Saying, "Hey, I can understand how stressful. Yeah. This must be. Yeah.
1: And my mm-hmm. only experience is seeing people go through that. Totally. So.
0: All right. Well, uh, we know that we have Mister Koo, Chief of Operations, over there. Whoa. Um, and we also have. Chak Chief of Acquisitions. Oh. CAC. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <in> my God. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Reese is thinking about CAC. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was not intentional. Sorry mom. Reese's mom.
1: <laughs> Do we need to restart that? Or... No. no oh, okay. I think that, I think that was Rick, No,
0: that's actually going to be what we're going to lead with. For <laughs> why people should listen to our podcast. Although, Can we
1: go with CAC? Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we're sitting here with Koo and Chak, uh, chief of operations and chief of acquisitions. And, um, what exactly is the difference in what you two do and with the Sean team, it's kind of like an overlaying umbrella, Mm -hmm. right? So what is the difference between retail sales? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like retail real estate versus acquisitions.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Help me understand that. I don't know. Help me. So
1: retail is the part of real estate that everyone kind of grasps. I think um, for the most part, Uh, retail would be, I think the easiest way to put it is on market versus off market. Now what does on Mm -hmm. market mean? I guess is the next thing. Right. Is that kind of a good explanation? Sort
0: of. Well, I mean, you know,
1: not necessarily classify that. I
0: I think it's a little bit complicated. Okay. Mom and dad wants to sell their house.
1: That's okay. So retail would be, um, an agent comes to mom and dad that wants to sell their house. Hey, I'm an agent. Um, here's the listing agreement. Let's, we talk through the whole processes and we can go into this at a further time, but just for sake of simplicity. They sign a listing agreement and, um, between them, another, and another agent who would bring a buyer and they do the transaction together in escrow with represented, representation, publicly marketed. publicly
0: marketed, people are looking at yes. the apps and seeing it. Exactly. So there's a pretty for sale sign out in front of the house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> kind of like basically your simple real estate agent tasks. I so guess you're
0: calling real estate agents simple. No,
1: that's not what I'm saying. But like. <laughs> not...
0: Is another word for simple basic? Are real estate agents basic, Reese? Is that what they are?
1: Outside of the Sean team?
0: Oh! <laughs> 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 <Hey>, oh! <laughs> 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 ha! Ha! No, I like it. Is that a good explanation, you think? No, I think it is. Like, first time home buyers yeah. helping someone buy a house exactly helping someone sell their house yeah sell their house and move up they have mm-hmm. a three bed two bath they want a four bedroom sure with a pool and instead of building one in their three bedroom house, they're gonna go sell their house and mm-hmm. buy a bigger house yeah. fit their needs I think that's retail real estate yep. um yeah I mean and then re- retail real estate would still even fall into someone wants to buy a rental sure right. Yeah, Um, I think it just gets more in depth with kind of who the investor is Mm -hmm. or what their goals are.
1: Well, there's some paperwork differences as well, which we don't have to go into detail right now. But between um, realtors as like a California Association of Realtors, there's different rules that you have to follow between retail and acquisitions. Right. Is that, am I safe in saying that? Oops. I don't know. Sorry. I don't sorry, know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in a way I think realtors all have to yes. abide by the same things no yes. matter what you do. Yeah. But in general, yeah. Like a retail deal we're using.
1: It's executed differently.
0: The, yeah. The contract yes. is right there in our database of sure. contracts and in state of California, the buyers have all the rights. Mm-hmm. Um, sellers well buyers and tenants have all the right Mm -hmm. rights and sellers and landlords are um, more so at the discretion Mm -hmm. of the other. So yeah I think that's a good example of retail. Um, Sorry Lori
1: for saying that. Yeah. Lori's our uh,
0: Lori um, is uh, our awesome compliance slash broker slash
1: She's been in the game for Longer than I was alive. And I've been alive.
0: <laughs> By twice of <laughs> Reese's life.
1: <laughs> oh I, didn't I wasn't going to throw that in, but <laughs> yeah. No, that's and, not uh, a
0: knock. Yeah. That's a salute. Yeah. Salute to you, girl. True. She's you the best. Yeah. You made it. You made it. Yeah. So okay. Well, that's, yeah, I think that's good. Kind of sums it up a little bit. And I would say that for me personally, I knew how to do acquisition stuff, investing, because numbers fascinate me. Yeah. Um, So it's always been an interest of mine. So I've loved working with retail investors, uh, wh- all of them. Um, and I mostly did that probably mostly for my first eight years up until the last two and yeah. really got into the acquisition side. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, Lewis tell me a little bit about what acquisitions means to you um, and maybe just real estate investing overall.
2: Yeah. So acquisitions is, a little different than just retail real estate um i found that we deal with a lot more people uh, who are really emotional um, people who have inherited properties uh, that they don't want uh, people in binds that need to sell their house within like three to 14 21 days whatever it is yeah less than 30 days mm. um so our job uh with acquisitions is one, uh, to market those people because sometimes those people don't know that we exist and that we're here uh, as That's a solution. Uh, so, yeah, our biggest thing is to bring solution uh, to the people that are going through uh, whatever they're going through, whether it's an inherited property, divorce, it's a distressed property. I mean, they got to get rid of it. Whatever the story is, yeah. Um, we're here for a solution. The cool thing about acquisitions is when our team picks up a property, it goes from acquisitions to retail. Yeah. So- yeah. Um, there is that cool little correlation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I think we've called them neighborhood improvement projects. Yeah, Before, yeah. or NIPS. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you saying, Chuck? Well, as far as <laughs> as, far as, um, oh,
2: as far as what it means to me, I mean, I I have learned, uh, I've grown a passion for it. So I started off with the retail selling homes and. Um, I think we talked earlier in the podcast about just how it's programmed to talk about numbers. Oh, I sold this many homes and so on and so forth. It's true. And uh, like we were programmed to say that. And I know in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about how many um, flips and stuff we had projects going on. Yeah. Uh, But the when I when we said when I say that or when we say that's different than a number because it's extremely passionate about helping and serving people. Um, So as far as what it means to me, it's it's a huge fulfillment to know that we can be a solution to someone, but also it can benefit our team as well. So win-win situations is an awesome feeling.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, I think the flip from distressed to like something that then becomes a highlight in a neighborhood is a really cool thing.
1: The neighbors appreciate it. Neighbors absolutely
0: appreciate it. It increases home values in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I've, and I mean, I'll be kind of transparent with this. I didn't care for, and I still don't care for the term flippers Mm -hmm. or flips all that much. Um, and I think it's become a derogatory, like, like there's a negative Mm -hmm. connotation attached to it because of horror stories or bad things. And honestly, some of it's true. Absolutely. People have been taken advantage of um and it's been snakes you know crawling slithering through the grass and take mm-hmm. advantage of people in distress situations and yeah. truth be told it's only because of that that i think we're even so much more passionate about what we do yeah i say it a lot <clears throat> and sounds kind of bold but i think we're here to eradicate the snakes
1: well, and there's a lot of people that don't give them options.
0: Oh, that's so true. Like, talk about that. What are options in so, this case?
1: So, when we, number one, we bring truth. Well, I'll talk about that actually in a second. But, yeah. um, people will come to uh, a client or a potential seller and say, okay, I can give you this much for your home. And then they pressure them into that. But pressure them we, into signing into that freaking that, day, yeah, that hour. Literally. And, um, and so the way we like to do it, and and this is not, to clarify, this is not us talking bad about anybody. We're just kind of...
0: I don't even think we need to clarify that. Yeah. Well, okay. I think, whatever. Then. I think it's fine. Yeah.
1: Every, anyway. We we'll do it um, differently. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely talking bad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, we like to give them options, right? If someone is, maybe if someone's interested in a cash offer, and but you're like, well, if you don't need time you can put it on the market and you can make so much more money like that's the service that when we say full service real estate mm. that is sorry i just get excited i just get, from I just get excited yeah. about the stuff um uh
0: he likes the way it feels on his lip yeah <laughs>
1: um what was i saying we like to give them <laughs> options so if they're interested in a cash offer but yep. they have they don't need it fast or they don't you know yeah we give them that option say, Hey, you can list this and you can make way much more money. And then that's better for the client.
0: I've actually pushed people on that. Yeah. And for whatever need of theirs, they still need to get it gone quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's taken up so much capacity in their brain. And this is where it's hard. We can't tell someone what value means to them Mm -hmm. because what it means to us and what it means to them. When we start taking in time, energy, (laughs) Brain capacity, stress, sleepless nights, whatever you name, a cash offer in that situation for that person might be better than going and making an extra $15,000 yeah. or $20,000 because they just need this done and out mm-hmm. of their brain. It's consuming their life. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was one of them that we picked up recently. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: can, can we actually, i like to touch on this story.
0: Um, yeah.
2: Williams we talk about full service. We can dive in deeper even oh, yeah. before, like, I don't know. Can you, can you tell that story a little bit, how that worked out?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was a property over in Hanford <clears throat> and, um, got a great price for it. And it was funny, not funny, but I felt like it was, as a inherited property where there was like six or seven brothers and sisters, something crazy. And, uh, The person had talked to us, called Mm -hmm. us, and they're like, oh, yeah, we have a great offer at $76,000 is what they offered. And they were going to accept it. And I was like, for one, you could do whatever you'd like. I want to disclose that before I say another word. Um, I said, but we're doing a project around the corner. This is what I think we could do with it, and this is what I think would be fair. And so we figured out... Based on what they're needing or the family members are needed, they were wanting to move from this particular family. Even though the ham, the house was in Hanford, they're wanting to move from Paso Paso Robles to Texas. They needed X amount of money, and I said, "Well, when you split that up, the seventy six thousand or whatever, you're still a few grand short when you divvy it up." So, anyway, we worked out an offer of a little over a hundred thousand because it hit what they needed we were still able able to hit our numbers and um, it was a win-win-win across the board. Yeah. Closed it up quick, done. And that was a situation where they just didn't know what they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's stuff like that, that for one, I feel extremely honored. Yeah. When we get to have those convicts, I feel like we're meant to have them. Yeah. Um, and that's just one example. That particular house was wrecked, had squatters in it. There was no way that we could retell it. Um, but we gave them the next best next best thing, which ended up with more money in their pocket um and got them moved to Texas. Yeah. So well,
1: that speaks to your character too, Blake, and kind of what yep. we try to establish here at the Sean team, because you could have easily said, Hey, I'll give you eighty for it.
0: Oh, I could have said, I'll give you seventy six thousand five hundred dollars right yeah. there and gotten them to accept it. Yeah. Um and I don't know, but I think we all like to sleep at night yep. yep. and I think that's the big thing that retail sales, acquisitions, whatever. Um, like I want all of us to be able to go to bed at night, feeling good about what we do and how we do it. And, um, that's where when I say eradicate the snakes, like we're always going to be existing among them. But man, when you get a chance to stop one, like, do it by just doing things the right way. You don't need to say anything to the snake no. to let him know that there is a a new a new sheriff in town that has some pretty pretty sick looking boots.
1: Yeah, I think there's that um phrase from uh, Toy Story. He says, uh somebody poisoned the water hole.
0: Yeah, and then he said <laughs> <laughs> There's a snake in my yeah, boot
1: That's exactly what he says I wanted to just highlight that so you would say it but
0: Yeah, no, that's good No, I appreciate that I was uh, actually Woody for Halloween this last year Yeah, you were Oh, so, so was I Yeah, that's right <laughs> we, we were both Woody Yeah uh, That's embarrassing
1: Yeah Just kidding
0: yeah. Well, when you have kids, Reese yeah. yeah You'll understand
1: And we're bacon for the fifth year in a row So, what can I say?
0: <laughs> I had bacon and eggs costume before yeah. Cool That's awesome um, see our retail acquisitions. I think we talked a little bit about the marriage of it, but Mm -hmm. the cool thing is for the, the agents or the team is the neighborhoods improved, which goes into community and what we're all about. Um, our agents have listings that they could market to other people. Our buyers have access to these homes that they, I mean, they get early access in a way, Mm -hmm. not trying to, uh, not that we're out marketing them, but um, they're gonna get first dibs when it's listed within the hour, yeah. no. or they're gonna know coming soon, twenty four hours before it's officially listed. There's a hot vacant property that was just updated and turnkey ready for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, one of one of the perks of working with us, both as an agent and as yeah. a client.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Also, specifically uh, going into the Paso prop property that Mm -hmm. we're currently working on um you know depending on the town or city there's not much um force on that area and it's cool to even just hear um from you know friends family agents just like hey like people are really interested in this house you know you might get an offer before it's listed so i get a couple of them (laughs) and i think
0: the biggest thing i'm learning in that Mm -hmm. because everyone's like oh we got an inventory crisis yeah we do Mm -hmm. but an even more bigger crisis that we have is we have a quality inventory yeah. Yeah. crisis. Mm-hmm. So in retail real estate, people don't want a house that's beat up, junky, and needs updating and still paying top dollar for. Yeah, and that's what everyone had to go through during COVID, mm-hmm. and they would still sell. Turn and burn. So now, like there is a heavy lack of quality turnkey inventory. And so, and I think because we just freaking love it. I view this yeah. whole thing as an art, by the way. yeah, Business in and of itself is an art when it's done right. Um, A machine is one word, but I prefer art because it's a dance. Yeah. Like it's a dance between it all. But we'll have even like our... Um, styler that helps us with all our paint colors and our surface area types and textures. And cause we're getting real deep yeah, yeah. now on our projects. Like we take pride mm-hmm. in the quality of what we're bringing and you guys will be able to see if you're following us on social media pages, uh, what Paso is going to look like. And, um, just some examples of what we're talking about and you'll probably see me and Michael Massey, <laughs> which we'll have him in on a show Yeah, we will. Yeah. agent over I in Paso. Uh, we're gonna do a cool funny video, yeah, I think, for that. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Be good. Well, I think this was a great first episode. Agreed. And Agreed. we'll only keep yeah. getting better and yeah. add more uh cameras and artwork and stuffs, yeah, things. But uh appreciate you joining in or tuning in mm-hmm. to the not so real estate podcast. My name is Blake. My name is Lewis. I'm Reese. And we will catch you next time.